two trillion dollars. Let that sink in for a second. Two trillion dollars. Our economy is saved, guys. You can rest easy now. Our government just bailed us out. But did it really? 22 million people applied for unemployment insurance in the last four weeks. 5.2 of that in the last week alone. What was the previous weekly record? Nearly 700,000 claims that were applied in 1982. That number continues to go up, by the way. Now, of that 22 million, an estimated 9.2 million also just lost their health insurance with the snap of their fingers in the middle of a bloody pandemic. Why? Because their health insurance was tied to their employer. Wait a minute. I thought we loved our precious private insurance. I thought we just infused $2 trillion into the economy to solve all this. Give me a break. Do you want a Kit Kat? Anyone who argues that we can't get Medicare for all in the United States because we can't afford it, I think your argument is shattered after the size of this package. But we'll talk more about that later. In today's episode, we talk about the $2 trillion stimulus package. Where did it all go? And who really benefited from it? I do not want stock buybacks. I don't want to give uh, a bailout to a company and then have somebody go out and use that money to buy back stock in the company and raise the price and, and then get a bonus. We want to protect our shipping industry, our cruise uh, industry, cruise ships. Uh, we want to protect our airline industry, very important. Uh, but everybody has to be vigilant and has to be careful. Ah, uh, Donald Trump, always looking out for our best interests. On March 27, 2020, Trump signed the $2 trillion stimulus package into law. Now, if you break it down, you can see a large part of that $2 trillion went to large corporations, $500 billion to be exact. Those were not loans, by the way, they were bailouts. While these companies enjoyed unprecedented profits and benefited from massive corporate tax cuts for many years, they conveniently also got a bailout once the cash stopped flowing. Now, of that $500 billion, $58 billion went to the airline industry. $58 billion. Even with the bailout, United Airlines have already warned their employees to expect pay reductions and layoffs as long as this pandemic goes on. Are you kidding me? Wait, so let me get this straight. All those extra baggage fees... Paying extra for flight selection, packing us into a tube-like cylinder like a bunch of sardines. CEOs are the ones who benefit from this? CEOs happily made billions in profits. $60 billion to be exact from 2012 to 2018, according to Vice. Instead of saving up for the future, they used that money to line their own pockets. Now, when the money stopped flowing, all of a sudden they couldn't pay the workers and needed to lay them off all while receiving a bailout as well. What a damn joke. In the middle of a global pandemic, where cases continue to rise, debts continue to mount, millions have become jobless and thousands line up for food banks, the first order of business by a federal government was to bail out our large corporations? 
These were the very same corporations that when the stock market crashed in 2008, spent all their bailout money to buy back their own stock, raise their own stock price, and pay their shareholders. This time, an inspector general was hired to oversee how that $500 billion would be spent. But conveniently, Trump fired him. Of course he did. Now corporations can use that money however they like. The Kennedy Memorial Center and Smithsonian Institute also got a bailout. Instead of using that money on ventilators, procuring PPEs, or even building more hospital beds, we bailed out an empty, an empty 6,000-seat auditorium who, by the way, have millions of dollars in endowment money. You know, the stimulus package also contains some loopholes that big businesses could potentially take advantage of. Right now, if you have a business that employs less than 500 people, you can qualify for a small business loan. However, in the fine print, according to the New York Times, um, they were able to pass a provision that states that even a company that employs thousands of people would still be able to take advantage of the small business rescue package. How does this happen? Well, for example, large corporations like Marriott or Hilton would not qualify for the loan because they employ more than a thousand people. But individual hotels under these franchises would be able to because they employ less than 500 people. So this means that any business that has fewer than 500 people or employees would be eligible for a small business loan even if they're part of a bigger corporation like, wait for it, the Trump Organization. Pretty sly stuff if you ask me. So instead of bailing out our small businesses, who in turn had to lay off their employees, who lost their health insurance, they now had to borrow from banks to pay their employees. But due to the high volume of applications and funding running out because large corporations took advantage of the small business rescue program, all of a sudden there's not enough money to go around for actual small businesses in dire need of it. Gee, I wonder why. Maybe if you give $500 billion to corporations who don't need it and provide loopholes and relief funds, these are the consequences it leads to. Now, on the other hand, the U.S. Postal Service, which has been in debt for many years, did not get the bailout they requested. I guess they're just not important. They only just employ 600,000 people to deliver our mail. Wonder why they did that. Maybe it's because Republicans don't want people to mail in their votes because they would lose every election by a landslide. Even in a time of crisis, our government only cares about its corporations. Because when you lobby off politicians, you can pretty much ask for whatever you want. All of a sudden, when the billionaire starts losing money, they conveniently become socialists asking for a handout from the government. Funny how all that works. Now, believe it or not, there are some good things in the bill as well, but barely. One of the good things was that Americans who have applied for unemployment insurance would get an additional $600 per week on top of their state unemployment checks for the next four months. So that's $2,400 additional dollars per month, which is huge. And you know who you can thank for that? Bernie Sanders. But don't believe for a second that Republicans didn't fight hard not to include that in the bill. While they were working hard to bail out large corporations, they were also making sure that Americans weren't earning more money through unemployment insurance while they were forced not to work. They also gave Americans a one-time check of $1,200. While companies got billions, we got a measly 1200 bucks. 
Sounds like a fair deal, doesn't it? To make matters worse, there's also been a delay for people to even get their money. Why? Because our supreme leader wants to make sure that his name is on every check. If that isn't narcissism at its best, I don't know what is. I mean, why can't we be more like Denmark, UK, or Canada? Denmark has made it their goal to pay 75% of their workers' salary as they go through this pandemic. The UK, 80%. What about Canada? Well, Canada is giving their citizens $2,000 for the next four months. They also have deferred mortgage payments for the next six months if you can't afford it. If the federal government really wanted, they could have easily taken care of all its citizens by providing universal basic income and bailing out its small businesses. They also could have deferred people's mortgage and rent payments. People wouldn't need to stand in long lines at the unemployment office. They also wouldn't need to wait for hours at food banks to feed their families. They could all go back to work once it was safe to do so because guess what? The government stepped up. Instead, they forced African Americans and Latinos to continue to work so that they can make ends meet and then act all surprised when the majority of people getting sick are them. Our government needs to be better. After all, we are the ones who vote them into office. It's high time that they started acting in the best interest of its citizens rather than to the lobbyists of big corporations. God, November can't come fast enough. I'll take that Kit Kat now. That's our show, folks. We hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. See you in our next episode.